You're listening to the Calm Mind Confident Life podcast, full of guided meditations, relaxation audios, and an abundance of tips from inspiring people around the globe. This podcast is here to help you cultivate calm and embrace the power and freedom of believing in yourself. With your host and founder of Value Your Mind, Natalie Keeley. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. So I don't know how your May has been, but mine has been really busy, so much so that I'm actually struggling to remember what it is that I've actually done. I don't know if you have moments like that where you look back and you've just been so busy that it's all kind of become a bit of a a bit of a blur, really. Um, so yeah, that's how my month has been. And I know when I'm like that, that it probably means that I haven't taken enough time to just pause and be still and just enjoy the moment. So over the last couple of weeks, I have been just capitalising on those five minutes that you have in the day at some point just to be still. So what I mean by that is, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I just take five minutes just to look out of the window, to breathe and just be present. Um, But also I've been trying to spend more time outdoors because as I mentioned a lot in the podcast, I really do believe that being outside in nature is one of the best healing tools there are for the mind. And that nicely links in with what this month's podcast is. So today, this episode I'm sharing with you is a conversation that I had a while ago now with the two wonderful ladies from Advaya Institute. And primarily they are yoga instructors and environmental activists, but they've really created an amazing community with a wealth of knowledge around how what we do, how we connect with the environment impacts our own mental well-being. They give a really great introduction into what they do, so I'll let you go ahead and listen. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, then please feel free to email me or just head over to the Facebook community group. Um, And all the links are, as always, in the show notes. So I just thought we'd get things started by you guys saying a bit about who you are and more about your ethos and your values. Um, so we are sort of an alternative think tank um, exploring solutions to the interconnected crises of mental health and environmental destruction. And we started this a couple of years ago because we were increasingly seeing these two um, as inherently linked and and the more that our yoga practice deepened, the more did we um, want to engage in environmental things as well. What I found is the more that you, yeah, the more you kind of work on yourself, the more you want to give out to the world. Yes, and we were both, um, at the time it felt like the two worlds were quite separate. Um, We were both practicing yoga and attending yoga studios. And it was all about kind of working on ourselves through meditation and but not necessarily about reflecting that in how we were living day to day. People would often talk about off the map, but it would be generally like being nice to people who or smiling at people rather than <laughs> thinking about it at a deeper level, such as like what we consume and our attitudes on 
um, kind of social and environmental issues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so we wanted to kind of bridge the two worlds of activism and well-being. Um, and, and I think it's happening anyway now. I, f- I feel like the two worlds are starting to come a lot closer together. And it's really great to be a part of that mm. movement. But it's not really in the mainstream. I think that's what we're really trying to do is that, you know, these ideas have been around for, I guess, for, for forever. It's just mm. that they're not really being taught to young people. People aren't being... Um, we're not brought up to realize that our surroundings and the way that we treat the environment is a reflection of how we're treating ourselves and that it's kind of the idea of having a mental health in an unhealthy environment doesn't like really make sense it's almost I feel impossible. How are you doing that how are you getting it you mentioned young people you kind of getting out to young people speaking to them that kind of thing like how how does it work for you guys? We organise um, around two events a month in London, which then get uh, filmed. And so our videos will be online soon from we've done about 65 events now. So we have these London events and then also retreats. And the idea is that the reason why the in-person events, while quite um, work heavy in organisation, they're so worthwhile because it means that you get a group of people. It's, it's a lot of young people, but it's all ages, really, all kinds of people from all over. And, and it's about being in a room and realising that everyone in that room also cares about whatever topic it is that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. And we'll, start, we'll look, you know, say, at climate justice, but we won't just look at climate justice. We'll also be exploring mental health or doing workshops to make it more engaging and and um, holistic and holistic exactly and so we take we take many different types of formats and we invite inspiring speakers to come and share their stories on certain topics that could be just one person in particular or five different people and panel discussions and we try and involve the audience there's always an experiment experiential side as well so we often integrate a meditation in with a talk or something like that mm. um because so much of how we live is kind of siloed into different sections and it's like this is this or this is that and actually it's all interconnected mm-hmm. and so that's one of our big um the big a big a big way we work yeah because I mean I find that a lot of people they really do they they really struggle with this idea of um what you do to yourself um it doesn't just affect you, it affects, affects how you are, how you are in the world, the energy you put out, and therefore it affects other people. So it's actually not a selfish act, but it can, there's like, it's such a balance, isn't there? Because it can easily become, if you become so um, obsessed in the kind of self-development world and, and kind of only surround yourself by people who are in that world, actually it can become quite insular and, and self selfish in a way you know definitely, definitely. it's kind of you know that the when you become quite obsessive about your own personal purification yet you're not really thinking about um the impacts of your actions on the world around you and so if if the land that you're standing on is increasing in toxins while you're purifying your body it's not really um, a sustainable way <laughs> of acting so you know you could be i mean you like not even that coconut water is good for everyone but you know say it's good for you and you want to be replenishing yourself with coconut water but then you're buying you know a few plastic bottles a day of coconut water I don't see how that's a healthy mindful way to be healing yourself if you're not healing your relationship with with the land 
Mm. It's kind of being conscious, conscious, isn't it? All the time, um, being completely aware of your place and your influence. And 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 I mean, maybe you think about it in like the three threefold. So you have your relationship with yourself, your relationship with other people, and then the relationship with 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 nature and, and they're all they're all equally important and you can't focus on one without exploring the others and it's not like you need to do this all and it's just to main just to, con- to continuously be aware that that there's many dimensions that healing should be occurring on rather than just one plane mm. I think it's a very empowering message as well um mm. because anybody it's open to everybody and it's taking it's it's reminding ourselves that we have a choice in how we live and a choice in our attitudes and a cho- and, and and we don't have to accept everything um that we're told mm. especially when it comes to consumerism and um and the kind of growth logic where we said we always have to continue to grow in wealth and grow um, in terms of self-development and continually get better and bigger and more and more and more accumulation, um, which is often at the detriment of our own mental well-being and sense of stability and happiness. Yeah, and ability just to be present. Yeah, because we're constantly looking at the future at the expense of our like enjoyment and our and our health. Um, so. So yeah, we, we that's that's one of the important things for us. It's like we kind of see our current economic system that underlies the issues with the environment at the moment of continued growth, as um, parallel to this idea of continued kind of self. I don't know, buying more clothes or being well. It's just that the, the growth-based economy then. Uh, necessitates a consumerist culture which has really detrimental effects to our mental health because you're never good enough you always have Mm. to have more Mm. oh yeah completely because it is that yeah it's that constant need because it's really it's always searching for this outer happiness isn't it it's always searching for the next thing that's gonna that's gonna give you that sense of happiness but all these things they're actually so short-lived that it will never last. And so then, of course, you're grabbing for the next thing. I mean, do you have any practices that you feel that you do, which um, helps you with finding, striking this balance, I guess? Well, we're both yoga teachers mm-hmm. um, and we come from a yoga background. So I, but, so I suppose I'll pra- for, talking for myself, um, the, the yoga practice is very important. Um, just that time and that opportunity to kind of check in with through breathing practice and um yeah the, the yoga practice as a whole as well as spending time outdoors in nature so spending time in the water swimming and anything that's kind of where you're immersed in the natural element is kind of a reminder of where you're from and what it is to be in an authentic or a natural harmonious state for me it's definitely my practice more than anything and if I didn't do even my five minutes every morning, then I wouldn't be able to do the work I do with Advaya or my eco-resolution um, or be able to teach. It's, it, um, and I think that's what's what triggered off Advaya for me personally was that the practice allowed me to think beyond my own kind of issues of that day to be thinking about how my actions were impacting it on a, on another level if that makes sense and by practicing I'm able to cultivate increasingly more um, an attachment to the work that I'm doing as well so even if you have a really busy day or you have a million different projects going on 
you're just showing up and you're doing your best rather than expecting them all to be perfect and the outcome to be you know amazing it's just you're just doing the work that you're you feel you're here to do mm. but I can't feel like that if I don't do my practice I just yeah. very much chanting in some movement um every at least every day you brought up an interesting point about um that kind of non-attachment but yet that connection and I find that's um it's a tricky one to navigate really because by when when you become connected or when you're working on connection with yourself with others with world it's very difficult to not become attached our minds are almost programmed um to to become attached to things so it's such a hard uh, battle to, to remain connected and remain wanting to really give as much as you can and feel um, empowered and passionate about something but without without being attached to it mm-hmm. I think that if often, especially in like an environmental movement or um or when you're working in healing and personal evolution there's never really like a kind of uh, a result at the end that you can really see and weigh up and value in that way so I think having that non-attachment anyway is really important but we did this event last year um, where Arthur Raymond from War and Wonk was speaking and he was talking about um, when he you know, he's a, been an activist his whole life and what really helps thinking about his his activism as part of a movement rather than um, an A to B and that you need to see the result and it to be good to warrant your time and work rather than rather the time and energy you invest in in you know whether it's ecological activism self-healing you're part of a movement where you're increasingly trying to create more harmony where there was disharmony before. And in that way, it really relates to someone's dharma on a personal and um, planetary level. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's that it's the process of the journey, really, isn't it? That you're, uh, you're understanding and believing that actually when you're it's not it's not the end goal it's it's what you're offering throughout throughout all the way from the beginning and also that you're taking part in something much bigger than yourself yeah so it's not just the journey your individual journey but it's Mm -hmm. like a journey of many people so you're one of many and together you're creating something so your part to play is small within it but equally important as all the other parts to play Mm -hmm. so it's like we don't see an end in what we do but it's the impact of the greater unit and knowing that and knowing that you're at least trying to do something um but I also also feel that um in in both mental health and um and with environmentalism that just by acting to try and create a better situation and to create positive change it that in itself gives so much purpose um belonging and connection to your life more so than anything else I can imagine trying to do um and so whether or not the result you so you can act with uh, less attachment because just the process of acting in itself is so fulfilling I think that idea around purpose I, I don't I think it's a I can't remember if it's a podcast or a TED talk or something I was listening to, and they said that actually 
out of all the things that bring us happiness, purpose is the is the main thing that um, kind of gives that sense of mental well being and, and satisfaction. And um, you know, the happiest people are the people who feel they've got they've got purpose. Doing something you obviously really believe in um, is is a, a real key in in kind of your own mental well being. I'm interested to know how it's helped you yourself in terms of your own mental well being. Well, I think sometimes it can be very easy to have a lot of ideals Mm. and speak a lot about these ideals but then sometimes it can be a lot harder and you can live it in many ways but then it can be a lot harder day to day to really embody the values that you believe in and I think that's when like it's doesn't sometimes you can be not perfect even if you are speaking for something we like I personally have had a lot of like mental health things over the last few years, like many other people have. Mm. And I think that is normal uh, in a way it's normal. And, um, and through working on a, through working in an organization that is working on mental health, but then having mental health then working on myself at the same time has been quite empowering also quite a difficult thing to do I think in a way because you kind of need to think oh I'm not perfect or am I okay to say these things because I'm not ideal like I'm not a monk living this uh, perfect life or or whatever Um, but sometimes it doesn't really as long as you're trying I don't know. And then and then I think you do then eventually find your foot, you'll find your feet, you'll find your feet. And it's like a constant process of trial and error until you or a constant process of refinement of refining how you are and who you are, especially like being young. When we started via like in our early early 20s, mid 20s, Mm. um, being young and like making mistakes but still doing it and trying to be a better person along the way rather than saying, oh, I'm not perfect, I can't do it yet, I have to wait until I'm perfect and fixed. Mm. I don't think anyone's going to ever be fixed forever. So like like right now everything is really good and I feel like I can really embody in everything, but still it's always a process, isn't it? Mm. I think for me, because we've been running in Bayern now for three, four years, so started when I was 22 <clears throat> so I've been definitely growing alongside Advaya and that's what's been really special about running Advaya with Ruby is that you know it, we, di- we didn't start off with a business plan thinking this is what we're going to do we just started off wanting to run one event and then it kind of took off from there mm-hmm. um, but I think what I was just saying earlier about learning to act um, and practice with non-attachment um, and then also alongside that, trying to have as much kind of acceptance and self-love as you're working. Is we'll, we'll be running, we'll kind of be organizing five events at one time while also teaching and doing a course. And, you know, so there's a lot going on. So obviously, at, and I'm quite prone to anxiety. So when you have so many different things which you're juggling, it's been a really amazing process of, healing the anxiety while also trying to practice with non-attachment and compassion for yourself and just knowing that you're you're doing your best mm. and trying to and then celebrating that as well mm. 
Yeah, it's you, know, knowing that knowing that actually, yeah, like you said, there's nothing, nothing's going to be perfect and it's always changing and not kind of putting that added expectation on yourself that you've got to be doing or, or feeling or being a certain way, I think is so important. Yeah. Especially when you're, when you're, you know, like you said, you're in a kind of situation where you're running so much and, and actually physically and mentally, you're probably kind of quite drained because you're doing so much and it's really it's really difficult in those moments to be feeling like you're achieving things exactly the way you want them to be because obviously you know you're human so from having been doing this for a long time is there any specific barriers or or areas you you feel like you're coming up against I think it's good I just think that you know right now we do face we only have 12 years to act really in the face of catastrophic climate change and so it's more just galvanizing more people to start taking responsibility for their own actions and we just launched this thing that we call my eco resolution which is in collaboration with Cara Delevingne and me and us three have developed this idea which was just all very organic in which it's that you know trying to create a platform where we can inspire support and empower each other to start reflecting on our daily lives and start implementing gradual and progressive changes, um, which help prevent climate change and help support our own mental health. Um, about not trying to be perfect, not pointing the finger or calling other people hypocrites if they want to talk about the environment just because they went on holiday last year or because they work for a bank. You know, we, we all need to feel um, confident to speak about the things that really matter. Mm. Um, so I think it's that, I think, yeah, the only frustrating thing is just wanting to shape people and be like, you are so powerful and so able to create so much positive change just from having a couple of positive conversations about the environment and, um, mental health healing in the week to strangers or, or to friends, or whether it's about doing a couple minutes uh, meditation on gratitude um, or reflecting on the effects of actions or thinking about consumerism and education. You know, there's, it's not just about becoming like a perfect environmentalist or not at all. It's that everyone has a part to play. We are all embedded in a system and a culture which is at odds with the natural world and with what really our authentic selves need to be fully thriving and happy. So, so if we're all part of the problem in uh, greater and lesser degrees we can all definitely be part of the solution as well I think people don't sometimes that for, for me anyway that's the frustration that I see is that people don't always necessarily uh believe that those small changes are going to make a difference so then they just don't bother well I think that, that when we were someone asked us about this today and you know I 100% think that it's about uh individuals acting in their own lives and making small changes but that is the first step to something that needs that needs to happen almost even more but it won't happen without it being on an individual basis and that's said to be a collective movement of behavioral um, changes and changes in our attitudes and only when that really takes hold and roots down will governments start to take notice and then the corporations as well but it has to come from the people and it will only come from the people. And I think that it's, it's a process of, of 
changing the way we consume, educating ourselves and starting to heal our relationship with ourselves. Do you think that there's, um, that partly the reason that people, they put off wanting to start or when you approach them about these kind of conversations that sometimes I, I do find there's quite a lot of defensiveness? Yeah, but I, and I think that's, you know, that going back to with my resolution, that's basically what it's based on is that, is that the like the shaming and the guilt that surrounds environmentalism makes it a really hard thing for people to talk about or for, and it also means that people get quite defensive of it as well, because it's because there's, because it's quite easy just to avert your eyes because the problems can seem so overwhelming and that there's nothing you can do. And, and then, then hardly ever in mainstream media in, in a positive, constructive way anyway, um, and so then if you continue to avert your eyes while knowing that it's happening and knowing you're part of the problem, then like you can see how that defensiveness comes up. But I think it's an infuriation and frustration at the system in which we're living. Mm, definitely. I, th- I was going to say, actually, it sounds like as you're talking, you could be talking about you could be talking about so many other things, you know, because it's the same attitude, isn't it? You know, it's about us all just starting to talk more to each other. And I go, how can we do something rather than why are you not already doing that? So that yeah. I feel people feel very powerless and disempowered. Yeah, and alienated. And by then them. and then by being and then somebody telling them like, oh, you need to do this or you should be doing this. It's it, it can it can feel a bit, I don't know. I think it I think Christopher's right. I think it's a lot about language. I just wanted to um, ask you if there is any top tips around um, how you anchor to that sense of um, connection within yourselves um, and how you kind of keep keep yourselves calm and confident as you move through through your days through your journey well for me I definitely say um, a practice that can hold you through the ups and downs and uh, for me personally, that means something quite consistent and that, that fits in with your daily life that you don't have to go, you know, shop across London to go to um, or, or have to pay to do, but something that's consistent, that's for you and that kind of can be your ritual every day that stays the same so that whatever's going on around you, you have that to anchor. So for me, that would be, so for my yoga practice, I do um, a breath, I do chanting some breath work, some pranayama, and then some movement and some chanting. But if I just have five minutes, I'll do the chant. Um, and that, that for me, really helps. Mm. For me, it's really similar. Um, more of the breath work, the pranayama practice is really important. Um, and swimming. I tried to <laughs> and that really helps me um, especially outdoors although I haven't been recently because it's been so cold um I like to go out if I, if it can be out outdoors for me that really helps and but otherwise just the breathing practice and also the breathing practice connected with the swimming as well in a um particular way though something that that really helps and and um and motivates me is that is that in in my actions I know that I don't need to be perfect and I don't need to compare myself as better same or worse than than anything else but just to kind of keep moving in the same direction and have faith that another way is possible a way 
um, that's more sustainable and harmonious for your authentic self and, and for the world around you. And just to kind of dedicate yourself and commit yourself to that that path to healing. Yeah. And just reminding yourself that you are already whole, like just standing in the grass, for example, with no shoes mm. in the in, in outdoors. It's like you're already whole. It's you're already perfect. And nothing you do will really change that. But you can just do what you can. Yeah, it's really taking it back to those kind of simple acts, isn't it? Really kind of almost, yeah, um, getting rid of all the, the the stuff that is is thrown in thrown at us and to us and actually just taking it back to being authentically who you want to be, really. Um, do you have any, so, oh, well, actually, where can people find you? And um, do you have any upcoming events where people might be able to come and watch you or, or join you or talk with you? Yeah, we've got, um, so our website is advioinitiative.com. And then you can find us on Instagram with that. Also, my eco-resolution is on Instagram. And, um, ad- and also on Facebook, Advire Initiative and Twitter. Uh, we we're doing a series, we're doing an event coming up called the Climate Justice Event, and then following that um, will be a shifting consciousness series, which we've got uh, four already four really exciting speakers coming to do to, to speak to us every Monday for a month. Oh wow! Yeah. And where is that in London? Yeah. Okay. Um, and is that all on your website? No, no. But with, yes, it will be. <laughs> it will be as of tomorrow climate justice is actually okay yeah, they will be on our website. Oh, yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> well, i'll share i'll share all of that in the show notes including your website and the social media links so um, people can find you easily thank you so much girls it's been a real pleasure talking to you and i hope yeah, to inspired other people thank you.